everybody, I'm Rob. And I'm Anna Marie. And welcome to the fourth episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for listening. Appreciate this you is taking our along. Fourth week in a row. Um, this has been really fun so far. We're really enjoying doing this and we hope you are enjoying listening to us on a week to week basis. <laughs> Um, we've, we've had a, a definite strong start to it. We've had quite a few downloads and listens and it's, it's been, uh, more popular than I would have suspected off the bat. So we're pretty happy with the way things are going, um, <laughs> cause we're just kind of winging it here. Um, but yeah, no, we're going to start off this podcast the same way we've done the last couple. And we're going to start off talking about new games that have come into our collection. The first game that we're going to talk about is Oath from Leader Games. Now, this game, Anna Marie, has not played. <laughs> I have not. No, and I've only played one time. But it sounds really interesting. Yes, it was. I would it like was to play it. Super good and cool, yeah. but it was a tall order. This game was a steep, steep game. And even after a really good teach and after. I think it was about a two-hour game we played. It was only really in the last... Like, it took about an hour, hour and a half for me to really start to understand what was going on in this game. Like, I was able to do things and, you know, choose actions and, and you know, make things. But I never knew if what I was doing was actually going to help me yeah. in any fashion. Um, and that's... Yeah, that's... I mean, that's uh no uh disrespect to the teach the teach was great as good as you can get for a game that was oh this sometimes difficult. games are just complicated oh, yeah. and it takes you to the end of the game no. or the second or the third game before you actually kind of get into it so the fact that you could actually get like figure it out by the end is oh yeah totally fine yeah no it was it was a great teach but this is the kind of game that you do need to play once twice in a all row. the way through, <laughs> yeah, within a short time frame, to, so you can remember all of the things you need to do. Yeah, um, it was really, really good though, and and it's it's a game though that we're going to need a specific group to play. I was gonna say from what you um, when you were explaining it to me, this it does seem like there it would have to be a specific group. You couldn't have. Um, it sounds like there could be table flipping moments if you had uh, <laughs> well, if you had the wrong group in in the sense that. You had mentioned that Quentin kind of like stole it out from yes. under Aaron because of a specific <laughs> card he got where yeah. hilarious, a, a certain group could laugh at it, but <laughs> yeah. it could be a table flipper if you yeah. were <laughs> yeah, totally. another group. Totally. Because uh, Quentin, yeah, he was, he was even a little bit more lost than I was. I was starting to kind of get my footing, but mm -hmm. he was really like, I really don't know what I'm doing. And he was just like, okay, I'll go here and I'll, <laughs> I'll draw some cards. And it just turned out one of the cards he drew was at the really going to help him in, yeah. in in the end game. Yeah. Um, and that's what this game has a lot of. So it has a lot of come from behind or come out of nowhere scenarios because you have uh, win conditions that are secret from everyone else. There's the emperor or whatever his name is, the king or oh my gosh, oh, we did I can never remember what too. his name is. Um, chancellor the chancellor that's oh, exactly what I was like it's the not chancellor. the counselor i made yeah. that mistake <laughs> <the> already <laughs> but the chancellor yeah he has the, the chancellor or whoever is the chancellor has a specific end game goal for them to win the game and that's really cool um there's two or three things they can do to win and whoever else is playing are all these characters called exiles and the exiles 
have no wind condition to begin with. You have to find one. So you That's have to move around the countryside looking for, I forget what they're called, but it's a wind condition card. Is it a, a destiny or something like that? <laughs> something like that, where it's like this this uh, prophecy that you pick up and okay. you find, and you if you fulfill it, um, you can win. That sounds like destiny could be the right word. It's, I want to uh, say it's close to destiny, if not that word. Destiny. But it's really neat because you can... Or you you keep it hidden, or well you should, or yeah. else people will know. But you and have to play you it. at every turn, right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you you have to play it uh, strategically, right? So you want to make sure you're getting really close to doing what you need to do, and then you reveal it because you have to reveal it before you can win. Everybody yeah. has to know it's your condition. It's the start of your next turn. Yeah. So if you reveal it and say, "Okay, this is what I'm doing. I have to have this, this, and this. I have them." Now, if it, the game gets I through... I dare you, you to take it away well, from yeah. me. Well, <laughs> yeah. Now, if the game gets through all the other players and gets back to my turn, I've won. If you guys haven't stopped me from doing what's on my card. So then everyone kind of looks at you and everyone's running for you. It's like yeah. Villainous. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. It's very, very similar to Villainous when, it, when someone's... I've on got the verge. my win condition. Yeah. Now it needs to get back to me. Don't mm. you dare. What's right? that deck? The uh, yeah, no, that's whatever it is. Exactly yeah. the same though. It's the exact same feeling where it's like, oh no! And then because as soon as Aaron or uh, Quinton pulled that card, we're like, oh come on! Because Aaron almost had a lock of a win, and yeah. I was close to having a sneaky win. I think a lot of things would have to go right for yeah. me, but potentially. But then he just stumbled across this thing. And we're like, <laughs> oh no, he's got this easily. Because he had a ton of money, and neither yeah. of us had money. And that happened to be that win condition. And it just, it really helped him. But yeah, no, Oath from Leader Games, great game. You and I need to play it a few rounds of it, just yeah. kind of like dummy games of it, kind of, I think. So we both kind of understand what's going on. And then we can invite a couple more people. Like Aaron said he was interested in, in joining us. Uh, Again, yeah. Uh, and at least let him know when we're playing, and he'll, yeah. he'll see if he can do it. And but yeah no it's it's very very good. I like um I like and the other aspect in this when you said it when the game is done, um when you play the next time you change there are a couple of things that you change so it's not legacy yeah. so because it's not something that's continuing on and you have to be with the same group of people but right. it's like whoever wins becomes the chancellor, and then that like color is out of yeah. the game the next round because it's now the chancellor which is yeah. like blue or whatever color I, they are. Exactly. It's not it's not legacy, but the game does get altered from the 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 end of the game, the board state at the end of game 1 yeah. changes it so this the start of game 2 is a different kind of landscape. Yeah, which so is neat. Kind yeah. of keeps it. But it's the same game. Yeah. You're still doing the same thing again, but there's going to be different different uh cities and different uh, areas laid out and then different characters available. I don't think you you necessarily need to take that character off. Say say the blue character won. Yeah. Um, technically, the blue character would now become the chancellor, yeah. and they would take the chancellor board. Yeah. For the next Why not? game, and then you would just take the blue characters out of the game yeah. to make it more thematic. I don't. It doesn't. It really doesn't matter. But thematically, you would do that. So yeah, that there's it's no more blue. That they're, it's, that they're the chancellers. Yeah. Now they're the purple. It's a neat, is the a neat element to add in. I thought. Yeah. No. It's it's or it very, doesn't very change good. the gameplay, but just kind of a fun little. No, and it's 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 really good, and the components the components are unbelievable in the game. Yeah, it's like, it's everything that I would come to expect from leader games for sure. 
But yeah, that's enough about Oath. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I've only played it once and you haven't played it at all. But another game we got uh, into our collection is... Gods Love Dinosaurs. Yes, from Pandasaurus Games. This is another one that we are way late to the party with and heard... are jealous of everyone else playing this game. And we weren't. Yeah, I heard uh, John, I think, talked a lot about yeah, it on Friday night, Friday night Games. Yeah. And he kept saying, Gods love dinosaurs. And I was like, oh, yeah, cause I was, love dinosaurs. Because he I was talking about... On, <laughs> no, I know, right? I love dinosaurs. I know. Um, and Who he was doesn't? talking about that he was thinking... I think it was John, anyway. Yeah. Saying that he thinks that this is the game he would have liked to have argued for in in their last game standing Right. Uh, I series, think so, yeah. Where he thought yeah. that this was his personal favorite game yeah. of 2020. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. we, how do we not have this game in our collection? So we have it now, sitting here on the table beside us. And, uh, yeah, we have it. And uh, <laughs> we're going to play it soon. Uh, just looking yes. at the components for oh, it and yeah. stuff. The little, the little dinosaur meeples. Like dinosaurs eating plants. <laughs> There's a the little, little egg nest. Animals eating the little dinosaurs. And then yeah. dinosaurs <laughs> eating other dinosaurs. And there's the... Uh, there's a volcano. Oh, yeah, eggs. Just, the yeah, eggs, it just the looks eggs cool. The nest looks, it looks super cool. I, we're, we're both excited to play yeah. this game. So we'll be talking about that game. Uh, In the near a, future. A very near future <laughs> episode. Perhaps next week, but we'll see. Uh, but that's another great game that we have uh, in our collection now. Gods Love Dinosaurs from Pandasaurus Games. Um, we have another new game in our collection. But we're not talking about that right now. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show. You threw me off there. It's like, what other <laughs> game am I supposed to be talking no, about yeah. here? <laughs> Keeping you on your toes here. Sneaky. Yeah. So uh, I think that's enough about stuff that's new to our collection. I think we I covered it pretty well. we could move on over to our crowdfunding and um, pre-order segment. <laughs> Alrighty then, here we are at our crowd, crowd funding, <laughs> crowd, crowd funding and pre-order segment. And the first game we're going to talk about is Dune Imperium Rise of X Expansion from uh, Direwolf Games. Now, Dune Imperium was a mega hit yes. of a game, and we got to that one as always late, late to the party. Yes. <laughs> But we both... That's what we should have called the podcast. The late to the party. party. No (laughs) doubt. Especially being Canadian. Like everything. We're just like, well, everyone's already talked about this, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Uh, But yeah, no. (laughs) Dune uh, Imperium, we both really enjoyed that game. Yes, I do like Um, that game. That was one of my favorite games of last year. I don't remember what I said was my favorite, but that was probably my top two anyway. Yeah. uh, From 2020. And as soon as we I saw... I think you said that if we would have played it in 2020, right, it would have been your That's favorite. Right. That's exactly right. We didn't right. have it. Because so... we didn't even play it until like yeah. uh, March or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was stupid. Um, but <laughs> yes, Dune Imperium, the Rise of X expansion is bringing a whole whack of neat things into this game, including Dreadnoughts, Ixian technology, and new leaders uh, to this game. And... 
as far as I know, it's got, what has it got here? It says, um, yeah, there's going to be three new great houses with I, unique leader abilities. I'm sorry. I just got to, I just got to pipe in there. So just so y'all who can't see what he just did, he said three with two fingers up and it, <laughs> it totally three. made me think yeah. of Goofy. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, three spirits. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sorry, from, I just I just had to. That's really funny. That's a Scrooge McDuck reference there. Um, goofy. What was it? What's uh, the Christmas Carol with uh, Jacob, Marley. Jacob Marley? That's right. Yeah. Three spirits with two fingers up. That's yeah. exactly what I did. Um, but yeah, it has three new great houses with unique leader abilities. Uh, there are technological innovations from the planet of Ix for, I guess, lasting strategic advantages um then there's going to be dreadnoughts that says fear fearsome dreadnoughts to uh rule the skies above arrakis uh and then more infiltrators and then this it says here dominate the imperium in the new epic game mode for more intense high stake challenges what does that even mean i don't know i haven't looked much into it but As soon as I saw this was even a thing, or Dreadnought's gonna fit. I don't know. Fit into this. I don't know. And what's this epic new game mode? I don't know. I don't know. I just like the idea of this being a more intense version of Dune. Like I'm all for it. All for it. Like it's gonna be great. I cannot wait to play. Oh, there's our dog. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we just pre-ordered that um, through our local game shop here, and I don't. I think this. It says 2021, so it's supposed to be out. Uh, this fall but with corona and you know with the virus who knows with yeah, shipping and but things hopefully with it also being just an expansion and not the full new game <sighs> yeah or a full new game we'll see well yeah we'll see um we're but yes we're we're very very excited for this game and i cannot yeah. wait to play it and um yeah that's dune imperium rise of x expansion coming out hopefully this fall yeah, or christmas I, time i never watched it um when it came out, we just watched it before we played the game, so I got to actually yeah, see right. what was going on. Yep. Um, so and it's and it's funny because then the game comes out with all the characters from the new film. Yes. <laughs> so at least I had an idea, which is which oh, is yeah. good. So I'm excited to. I'm excited uh, for that new film. Well, yeah, oh, I'm excited yeah. for the movie. Excited to to play this expansion. See what's what's all what all's happening here. So yeah, looking forward to that one. Yeah, definitely. Dune: Rise of X expansion should be good. Another game uh, that we pre-ordered that I'm super excited about. So <laughs> I, I've i been an Alien fan my whole life. And I'm serious, my whole life. I saw, so I had the pleasure of watching Aliens <laughs> as a five-year-old from behind my neighbor's couch. We were over visiting our neighbors for dinner mm-hmm. one night and my dad and... Uh, the the guy that owned the house were in the basement, um, and the, the our neighbor was showing off his new TV and sound system to my dad, and they had aliens on. And I they didn't know, but I was sitting in a, in another part of the the basement where I could see what they were watching. I'd have been terrified. And I was, uh, yeah, I was like a train wreck. I couldn't look away, and I was terrified watching. <laughs> it was the scene where they were coming down through the roof. Oh. Yeah, and they were coming through the roof, and everything was red, and everyone's screaming it, and pulled into, pulled under the ground, and oh, it was it was crazy. 
that was kind of like me with Freddy Krueger, or I guess that's oh, that Nightmare on Elm Street. Either. But aliens or, or yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But since that day, um, I've been obsessed with Alien. I have and not been obsessed with Freddy Krueger. No, so, me neither. Aliens uh, definitely, no. <laughs> definitely a good franchise. <laughs> no, and this and this this game is is based off the the first movie, the, right. the uh, amazing classic Alien. Uh, and this one's the fate of the Nostromo, which is their ship that right. they're on. Yeah. And this game just looks so awesome. It, it's all about it, it's playing out the the original movie where you are playing different members of the of the cast from the the all ship, the crew, yeah, the crew, uh, the, the crew, and um, you're just trying to survive. As far as I know, you're just trying to survive the alien. It's exactly the same premise yeah. of the of the movie and you're moving through corridors and through rooms and you're picking up items and you're you yeah. have goals of some sort i'm not really sure exactly i've looked at a lot of the photos i'm really and... curious to see how sorry to, to no, get no, you up there no. i'm curious to see how um how what type of feeling you get playing this game oh. because with the the video game oh, right man where the video game like it it's it's, it's like stressful you're you can't even like play because you're just like, no. oh my gosh, this alien's gonna come. You know, it's like you feel like you're actually there. So I'm really curious to see. Oh, I think how the... the game, if the game is going to be able to evoke that or not. Just from what I'm, I've seen and like looking at the, some of the photos here, it, I, I'm thinking it's gonna bring that sort of dread because there's the different little vents that the alien is gonna be able to pop in and out of. Yeah. Um, and it's just <laughs> going to attack you out of nowhere. Oof. And it's just like you said in that video game, <laughs> I tried on three separate occasions to play that game and I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I get too stressed out and I have to stop playing it and I delete it off the Xbox and then six months later I'll put it back on and give it another go. But then I'm scared again and I have to put it away. <laughs> but hopefully this game uh, brings some of that fear, yeah. but you know, well, I don't, it won't be the Not same fear, thing. Not fear, but the, just like, yeah. Well, the stress, right? The stress. Um. Oh, I think it's gonna. It looks amazing. Yeah. I just, I can't wait to play it. It looks exactly like the characters look exactly the same from the movies, um, and you're just trying to survive against this, like the insurmountable odds of yeah. uh, this killing machine that you're yeah. up against, right? And you're stuck in space. Oh, just it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait. This game is so high on my list. Uh, I, I just I cannot wait to to play it, and it's from Ravensburger, and these these oh, they've just had the company, so many hits, so many, and they yeah. they just kill the the, the IP, IP games, yeah. right? Like oh, like the Jaws and Jurassic Park, horrified, and, and the, the horrified, or um, yeah, all the everything that they touch, they yeah. they dominate, and it's just can't wait, can't wait for Aliens or Alien Fate of the Nostromo, and it says 2021 as well, so I'm hoping this. We'll get this yeah. here in the next, well, couple months. Yeah. Keeping my fingers crossed. But that was a pre-order, so not a, uh, a crowdfund, I should uh, say. that we Yeah, we pre-ordered yeah. this from the local shop as well. And it says it plays one to five, so you can play this on your own. Now, this game <laughs> is a game from the theme alone that I would consider playing by myself. Yeah, and you don't very I don't often. do the solo stuff, like, really rare. That yeah. I do it. But this is a game I could see myself sitting down. Like if you were out somewhere and I was home with the boys. Yeah. I could have like, you know, music on or music a movie on. in the in the background. And I could have this set up on the table and just try and survive the alien. Yeah. You know, I think I could 
I could see myself playing this one. It'd be interesting to put on like just the the music from the movie <laughs> and then see if yeah. you could no. finish the game in that time frame. I'd creep myself <laughs> out. I couldn't do that. I'd have to have uh, Bob's Burgers on in the background yeah. or something like that to keep myself uh, from getting creeped out. But yeah, can't wait to play this one. Looking forward to it. And um, we have one more. So yeah. This one is an actual crowdfund. Yes. This one is the on Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yes. And what is that one, Anna-Marie? This one is called Starship Shuffle. And it just makes me want to dance, like, saying that name, the Starship Shuffle. But <laughs> this one, I actually, uh, it's basically about, um, after watching the Starship SN8 launch, um, these two brothers, um, Curtis and Kyle, yep. they... Um, it basically inspired them to make this game. So uh, I got a text from a good friend of mine, and she's like, hey, you should uh, check out this game on Kickstarter. Um, co-worker of mine, friend of mine, have created it. So I was yeah. like, heck yeah. So I was, uh, I went and took a look at it. And yeah, it's uh, two brothers who are both ex-aerospace engineers. Yes. Um, gone teacher. <laughs> So yes, they um, they're both connected to SpaceX, right? I think in one way or another. I think they both worked on projects or something to do with SpaceX. It's crazy. Like they, it was yeah. I I'm not too sure. And I did read through all this a, a while ago, but I'm really excited to to get this. I love that how local they are. Just yeah, you know, the one brother lives in Ontario. No, where does he live? Not, lives somewhere not here, but the the other brother lives right lives here, here in Kelowna. Works here, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited. It looks like they just, it looks like just a fun game. You're trying to build up um, the starship so that you can launch it, and then just uh, waiting to see if it'll launch or if it's going to be disaster. So, and, uh, and it's uh, a co-op. It's a cooperative card game. Yeah, it's it's a co-op yeah. card game. Yeah, I'm. I've just I've looked at the at the pictures and things, and it looks interesting and. Yeah, um, it it just sounds like it's a a fun game. So it's where it's it almost feels from what I've seen like you're not meant to win, like it's just meant to be fun to see like maybe how good of a, a ship you can build and how yeah, maybe how sure. far the launch makes it. Um, but it looks like it's just yeah going to be fun. One thing um, that's really cool about this, and I think it was one thing uh, I, we're both pretty interested in when we were reading it. Yeah. Was the uh, the environmental commitments that yeah that they, they had on there exactly they have, at the bottom of their page they have exactly their environmental commitments and they have uh, well they have several things listed here so the sustainable materials that they say their their manufacturer uses only recycled paper for the cards box and manual so that's so it's purely recycled that's a check product. mark that's awesome yep uh, sustainable distribution the majority of our back of the backers will be in North America our pro our production is in Florida. Um, and this will help avoid shipments crisscrossing across the globe. Mm -hmm. uh, by producing their game in Florida, this also ensures those involved are paid a proper wage and work in a safe environment. So, I mean, lots yeah. of good things uh, being listed here. And they also say at the very, very bottom that all funds raised above their campaign goal will have a 10% of that given to preemptive love a charity that provides food, shelter, and medical relief to those caught in the violence of war-torn nations. Like, who are these guys? Yeah, I thought that was so super cool. Right? I, just, I was like, what? 
funny, right? Like aerospace engineers gone teachers. That's totally a good-hearted teacher. Like yeah. not not just teachers, but you know what I mean. Like it's just we want to make this game because it sounds super fun. Yeah. And and you know it's um, they even said in there they're not ex- like they're hoping to just have like five hundred a thousand copies, yeah. like just something small. But that of of something that small too, they're wanting to give give back so i thought that was really cool just having um absolutely you know they're they're funded already which is cool um and i believe this this is still on for another well another two weeks about two weeks yeah maybe a little bit less when this airs but um yeah i'm i'm excited to to try it out i think it looks uh looks fun and i think it's just meant to be like for a fun time so yeah, as It'll soon as you told me about this, I just went and looked on the page, and I was like, okay, I'm just looking through it. And when I read this stuff at the bottom, I was like, oh, I'm just going to automatically back this. Oh, yeah. I thought, like, whatever. I don't know what the game is or, <laughs> or like, really what's, you know, a lot about it to begin with. But as soon as it's I a, read all their... It's a true Kickstarter. You oh, know, absolutely. Like, you have, yes. it's people just trying to, you know, do their dream, build a game. Yeah, passion get it project, out there right? About yeah. something they're obviously passionate about, right, with the Starship, so... Yeah. Um, and it's a cool name, Starship Shuffle. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'd I'd want to back it on that name alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we instantly back this. Um, yeah. It's not expensive. Uh, it's definitely a passion project. These guys have put kind of their heart into this, you can tell. Um, and then all these things that they're doing environmentally and the... And the uh, charity. The charity. It's, yeah. it's like, what? Okay, Super yeah. cool. Easily just something I'll automatically back. And... We we were uh, in contact with them, and they're actually going to give us a uh, a review copy. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're supposed to be uh, sending us that this week, so we might be able to talk about it on our next podcast. Yeah, hopefully. let's know how it plays. Yeah. So, um, but we still backed it ourselves, and uh, yeah, we're we're really excited about this one, uh, and just kudos to these guys. Um, Absolutely. For doing what they're doing, because it's not many people out there do this kind of stuff. So. Um, but that's, yeah, uh, there's not much else to say because we don't know a whole lot about it, but it looks cool. And, uh, yeah, you should go take a look at this one on Kickstarter and see if you want to back it for yourself. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, I think that's about it for the crowdfunding and pre-order segment. So I think, so. I think we're going to head on over to the main topic of the evening. Here we are at the main discussion topic, and this week we are going to be doing another uh, Meeple Dungeon review. And this is another new game to our collection, and what game is that, Anna-Marie? That game is Furnace, designed by Ivan Lashin, uh, published by Hobby World and Arcane Wonders. Yes, Furnace. Um, So this one caught our eye, uh, well, back in the early new year. This yeah. was listed as a pre-order, and we uh, we did so, and it arrived a few well, about a week. We've had it about a week, I yeah. think, and about we've been playing uh, quite a few games of it, and it is very interesting. Um, it is what I thought it was going to be, relatively. So uh, mm-hmm. I was. It wasn't. Um, it didn't uh, 
surprise me really it was it was what i was hoping for yeah you know the type of game that i I figured it was going to be but let's let's um we're going to do this a little bit more structured than we we did the last time so what is a quick snippet so we can tell the listeners what the theme is uh for furnace so it's basically um you're playing as a 19th century capitalist or capitalist multiple players and you're just trying to build your industrial corporations Right, trying yeah. to make as much money as you can. Yeah, and you're yeah you're purchasing exactly. companies, purchasing companies, yeah. and you're yeah producing stuff, and yeah. coal and <laughs> things like that. And you're trying to get producing money. Producing stuff, exactly yeah, right. So, <laughs> so with that theme in mind, uh, let's talk about the gameplay. So the gameplay, so this is a auction tableau building game. Yes. Um. So we've been playing two players and. When you're doing a two-player game, there's a third-player kind of automa thing happening, but it's yeah. really easy. Very easy, yeah. Like not a nuisance at all, because uh, sometimes you don't even they can't think be. about it. No, it's so simple. Yeah. It's so it's so easy. Um, but let's just see how this works. So, at the beginning of the game, everybody's going to have their own uh, identity, which is going to give them kind of a special power for the game. And I think there's five of them in the game, so you're going to have one of these five characters that you are. Uh, portraying in the game. And then you're also going to have a starting company. And that company is going to give you a couple starting resources and it's going to give you uh, some starting actions that you can do when you get to the production phase. Right. Yeah. So you start with the one card and that's the first card in your tableau. And you're trying to get more cards for your tableau so you can get an engine running and you can produce uh, more goods and trade goods and uh, make make goods do other things for yeah. you and, and spit out money. That's what you're yeah. trying to do. So these companies... Make the most money. Yeah. Money is victory points. Money, money is, is everything. everything in this game. Yeah. So um, at the top of the table, you're going to lay out uh, the marketplace for these companies. And you're going to have six of them laid out. Um, yeah. With their... And the, each card is double-sided. So there's a regular side and then there's an upgraded side. Right, yeah. And so you're going to have just the regular side up, not the upgraded side. And in clockwise order, starting with the first player, everyone is going to bid on these companies. So you're going to have four uh, wooden tokens to use. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be one, a big one with a four, a slightly smaller one with a three, a slightly smaller one with a two, and a a little one with a one on it. And these are the, uh, so if you put a four onto a card, you're, you're going to win that You're going to win the card. That's yeah. how it works in this game. Because you can never have two of the same number on any one card. So if I bid a four with my first bid onto a card that I like, no one's going to be able to take that from that's me. That's right. So that's the advantage of being first, uh, first player in, in a round, is you get first dibs. If there's one you really, really like, you can take your four uh, token, token and put it on that card, and you've secured it. Because... No other fours can go on there. A three can go on there. And that's going to do good things for the other players because there's other things that happen. But yeah, you're going to be going around and you're going to be going around the table doing this, putting out your tokens onto whatever it is you want. Um, the Automa player. So in the, in the three player or the two player game we've been doing, the third player is Automa and they will roll a dice for yep. them. And that's going to tell us which card they're targeting one through six Mm -hmm. and they will throw down 
one their of their tokens, their lowest value token, hopefully onto that card, as long as there's no other uh, similar number or uh, they already don't have a color on there. Because you can only have one color per card. Yes. And um, not only one color per card, you can only have one. Like you can't have the same colored token. Oh, that's what I mean. On a card. So I, like uh, me as red player can only have one, one token, token on, the card. on each. But there card. could also be a yellow and Absolutely. another like two other colors on the yeah. the card is fine. And that's where some of the cool stuff comes from in this part of the round is that if I have a four on that card there, mm-hmm. I'm winning it. So I'm going to take it at the end of the round and I'm going to add it to my tableau. However, if you threw down your yellow three onto that card. I'm going to get compensated. You're for getting it. compensated. So yeah, the compensation is really cool because at the top of the card it's going to have a it's going to have something. Yeah. It's going to have resources or an action yep. that you can do and you're going to be able to do that action as compensation for not winning the bid for that company. As many times as the number yes. on your on your uh, token. Exactly. So if I put my 3 down, I get to do that 3 times or I get 3 times that many resources. So yeah, it's neat because it can be it can be more beneficial to not win the card. Absolutely, <laughs> depending can. on what on what you need. Yeah, d- it, absolutely. Depending on what's on top of that card, if there's say three coal and you throw down your three yellow, and I've got my four red, you know I'm taking the card. You're getting compensated. You're getting three times three. Yeah. You're getting nine coal. Coal. Yeah. For Which that, is and super that could be cool. huge in this game, especially if my tableau requires a lot of coal. Yeah. Oh right, exactly. So you go through the auction phase doing that, and you're all every every turn or every part of the auction phase. You're gonna you're gonna go round and round and round until you're out of your uh, tokens, tokens with the numbers on them. So everyone's bid on everything, and then you're going to uh, you're going to uh, fire off those companies from left to right, and you're gonna go through them and see who got them, and then who gets compensated, and everyone's yep. gonna. Either collect the card or collect their compensation. Which is so neat because you could get compensated for something at the beginning, which allows you to do maybe one of the um, yeah. actions on a later one that you get compensated for where you may exactly. not have right. been able to do it if you didn't get that initial compensation. Right. So. It, that's exactly right. Because say say on card one or two, one of the compensations was getting coal. Yeah. And you needed coal because on one of the cards later on, that's going to be... Further down the line, you needed coal. You can to take trade that action coal where for... maybe trade in three coal and you get a an oil barrel. Yeah, but you didn't have any coal before, but now you have because you got compensated. And by the time it gets to that next card, you have the coal now to do the your 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 other compensation. Yeah. So there's yeah there's great combinations of things going on in this game, and the auction phase is, that can it, happen if it goes properly. Yeah, <laughs> according honestly, to your plan. This has been one of the more interesting auction phases I've seen in a game mm-hmm. where this compensation mechanism that they've they've introduced here is just yeah. really, really interesting. Um, so, yeah, the auction phase finishes. Everyone's got their cards in their tableau and uh, collected their their compensation resources. And then you go to the production part of the game. So you're going to have your, your tableau there. You have your starting company and you're going to have added one or two probably new companies to your tableau and now you have to activate those cards however you want in any order but you can only activate one card at a time yeah because on each card there could be several things it can do it some cards will give you straight up resources yep and have actions that you can carry out but you cannot take resources from one card and and then then go over to another card and carry it in action 
and then go and then back go to, back that, to other that other card. Once you've left a card, your your that card is spent for the round. So you have to activate a company entirely. You have yes. to do take whatever it has on the card and activate any and all actions on that card if you can. And then that card is spent. Then you move on to another card. So you really have to pay attention to what you're activating and when. Yeah. So you're going to try and activate this card. It just helps you totally. you got to oh, make sure yeah. you optimize your turn. You really for have how to. to make your cards you work know, the best for you. You know, I think optimize the game is this game. Yeah. You have to optimize <laughs> your auction and you have to optimize your tableau. And because you, if you make any missteps, it can really hurt you. Oh, yeah. As we found out in our last couple of games, I had a score of 80 something in one game. And then the next game, I was trying to do something that I probably shouldn't have. And I had nearly half as yeah. many points. <laughs> um, so it, you really have to pay attention to what you're doing here and fire things off in particular orders to really maximize what you can do in your mm-hmm. turn. Because this game is only four, four rounds. rounds. It's it quick. is so quick. Yeah. Um, so that's generally how the game works. You're, you do your auction phase where you're collecting more companies, purchasing more companies, adding them to your tableau. Then you do the production and you're firing off all your companies to hopefully make money because you're going to try and build your engine here to spit out coins. Well, something on your engine. Sorry. I'm just, uh, also you had mentioned at the beginning, um, there's an upgrade aspect yes, yes. in the game. Yeah, so talk about that on the, on your, on the company cards, it, it basically will have in color what your initial, you know, action or resources are. And then below that, it will have um, in black and white what your um, upgrade option is. So, or addition. So it's not either or, it's when you upgrade, you then get both your original and then your upgraded one. So in your um, production phase, there's... Um, there's, you know, a specific engine where you ha- for how you can upgrade your cards. So once you upgrade a card, um, depending on which order you upgrade them in, you can then use that card with extra, with the extra resources and the upgraded abilities on it. So it, it and because it's only four rounds, it's the same engine to upgrade everybody's card. Um, and, and it's just, you, which one am I going to upgrade this turner, if am I, am I going to be able to upgrade multiple or what makes the most sense? And am I going to be able to then use those for the next round or two? So it's, yep. the, up, the upgrades are interesting. And I like that you can see them on the card when you, when you're trying to purchase the card, because yep. it shows kind of what you might need. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, upgrading is an essential part of this game, but you have to pick and choose which one you want to upgrade. Um, as you're likely not going to be able to upgrade all your cards you're probably only going to upgrade half or three quarters of them probably through the game. Yeah. And to upgrade them, did you mention that it's just that token? So there's a, a specific token you have to get to to, uh, to do an upgrade action. It's a, a little gear uh, token. And you, you, you always get one with your starting card. Yep. Your starting company always gives you one upgrade per turn. So you're, you're definitely going to be able to upgrade at least four companies through the game. Yeah, you need the token and a piece of coal. And a piece of coal, that's right. Which, um, which is pretty... Which prevalent. You get, is, you yeah, get quite a pretty, bit of coal. Pretty common. Um, but that being said, sometimes you, it just, you doesn't just work. don't get to. So <laughs> You need your coal for something else. Yeah, you need your coal <laughs> for something else. But then there will be other cards that can get you more tokens and, and things. But it's there, yeah. there's lots of different cards, tons of variety. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really interesting that way. So that's kind of how the game works. 
And at the end of that game, whoever has the most money wins. If there was a tie for money, I think it's resources companies. Or, or, oh, and then companies. if there's a tie for companies, it's uh, resources and, and whatnot. But yeah, you're trying to make money here. We haven't really come close to a tie yet. Oh, no, we did. Oh, well, well like in, not a tie. In like points, the, in, we did. The points are close, but it wasn't like. We were close. Like it was 87 to 80 was yeah. our closest game. Yeah. But um, then there was another game that was like, you beat me by like 50. So. Yeah, but like you said, you missed on that one. But Oh, did I ever. I screwed that up. But so that's kind of how the game works. So let's talk about the theme here. Um, just jumping back to the theme. Does the theme lend well to this game? What do you think? I have a few thoughts on the theme sure. of this game. I do think it does lend really well. I think that it's um, it makes complete sense with the engine building aspect of it. It's nice yep, and simple as you've got like the three resources that you're trying to get yep. plus Did I guess the gears. There's, there's coal, steel, and oil. Yeah. So this is yeah early you know 1900s right yep. or, or 19th late, century, late so you, 1800s. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree that it's 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 about buying companies. Yeah. And having those companies produce things for you and selling them for for money. Yes. Like and it's. I pretty, think it's it, simple. I think it does lend really well. Um, my other note on it though is that I don't think that it like I think this game could lend to another theme as well. Absolutely. Like for example, on the cards, you're buying companies, but it doesn't say what your company is that you're buying. No, it's, it's just, just a like picture. A, a picture of a factory. And, and so, I yeah. mean, that could easily just be anything else. Um it could be reskinned to to another theme, um, but it could be. But does this theme feel good? Oh, it does for sure. I like I, I think the theme yes. works well. I'm just saying that it it could be anything else. Like I, one thing I noticed when I was playing, um, when I was getting the companies, uh, I I didn't even look at the pictures. I was I was focused 100 percent on the. Um, like the resources at the top yep. and then at the engine building part of it at the bottom. Like yeah. I, I wasn't focused, which and the art, yeah. I, I like it, but it, so we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, like, I, I wasn't like, you know, let's say in like Lahav, you're like, there are specific buildings you're getting. And so, and it, yep. you've got like, okay, I'm going to get like the fishery and you've got fish and you've got this and you've got that. And they had yeah. like seven or eight different kinds of things. I like the simplicity. Um, I, I also do. having yes. just the three. I think it makes it a lot easier to get into it. It keeps with keeping the game quick and it easy is. to play. Um, and I, I do enjoy it. I think it's great. I think that the, um, I don't know. I like the simplicity of just the three and that, but it, theme wise, like I, I don't know what companies I'm buying and which is fine, but they're all, I mean, you can take a little bit of a Liberty knowing that the, like these companies are yeah. almost all, Coal, and I'm not saying, mining, yeah, I'm not saying you know, it as a negative. I'm saying it's just that uh, no. I do like the theme, just that it would be an easy game to then just put another theme on oh, as well. I think you totally could. I think you could put, you know, this could be, uh, you, you could be making cell phones, you could be doing whatever. Yep. You could, you could, you could turn Anything, this into whatever you want, but I, I do I like think this, this works really, really Me well. Me too. Um, and it is, it has, it's very simple um, and, and, you know, straight to the point. You got oil, coal, steel. Very, yep. very classic for late 1800s, right? So the theme, yeah, seems to work well. 
let's talk about that art. You were talking about the art. You were talking about the pictures. How you didn't really notice them and stuff, but well, um, yeah, which is which is I think is a shame because I think the art is really nice. I love I, the I, box cover. Yes, the box art is like that's. Um, I was like, oh, that looks so cool. It and it, yeah, I love it. Top the box, hat. The box <laughs> art. Yeah, as soon as I saw the box art, I was like, oh, I just want this intrigued. game. Yeah, I just liked. Yeah. I love that. I love that era of the, yeah. with the top hat, absolutely, and, and everything. Like it just made me think of um, like gangs of New York mm-hmm. and that style of like just, uh, just yeah. I love that era for whatever reason. I think it's it's interesting and I, it just this art really grabbed me. It's a very simple cover with uh, the guy kind of side profile, uh, uh, kind of uh, what do you want to call him, Baron type yeah. guy, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it kind of morphed and his jacket is kind of like morphed into like a cityscape with factories and things. Yeah. And it just says furnace and big capital letters and just, I don't know, just really just the color me. scheme is nice too. Yeah. Just like brown with a little bit of red and like the, on the white background. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, I really do like the art. I think the buildings on the cards are really nice. It works well with the card production. Yep. Um, the characters they've done well at, I yeah I do really like yeah I like, like the, the art, art through and through. The more you look at the cards and the more you look at the pictures, I think they're all unique. I oh they are for sure, and I think or that's close just to it. Like where I just wish that I would have been paying more attention to the cards while I played. Lots of nice art. Um, yeah, I I can't complain about. It. I think no. it's simple and nice. Mm-hmm. The iconography is one thing we should talk oh, about. Absolutely. So the iconography um, is spot on. It's really good. It's very, very simple. You know that... You do not need a rule book. Nope, you don't. It is very self-explanatory. You can figure out every card easily because they tell you up front that you you look at this stuff from top to bottom, left to right. So you do the top... If you picture each card having, say, three lines, um, and the top line, you, you fire off whatever's in there. If there's just a solid picture of a resource... You get it. You get it. And then you go to the next line, and if there's a resource... On the left of an arrow, and the arrow pointing to the right, you simply trade in whatever's on the left, and you get whatever's on the right. It's that simple. And they have, if there's a little times, times one, times yeah. two, times three, it tells you how many times exactly. you're allowed to do it. Yeah, it tells you how many times you're limited in doing that action, or yeah. if you're unlimited, they'll have the little uh, infinite symbol. And yeah. It's, it's so simple. And they match the components. Yes. Entirely. So, so you can see exactly... Yeah, what it everything is, is it, oh they've crystal they nailed clear. that crystal clear yes. and i love the the unupgraded side is is shows you whatever you can do is in color everything else is kind of grayed out and then when you go over to the upgraded side everything's in color so it's it's really simple it's it's easy to keep track of what you can and can't do i really like it so that being said we can uh, talk about the components themselves so you have the cards so we can start with the cards the cards are really nice quality. Yes. Um, they are, I don't, I'm not sure what card stock this is, but it's, a, it's kind of a gritty yeah. card stock, which I really like the feel of them. Me too. Like they're really nice to hold on to. Um, the uh, little tokens are very nice, big and bold. The ones that you use for your auction. Big, bold and simple. The bold, simple, bright, mm-hmm. uh, really, really nice. The bits, um, the barrels are like a yellow kind of uh, hexagon kind cube, of yep. shape. Uh, hexagon, yeah. Barrel, very simple. Said hexagon very, cube very... and realized that made no sense <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. They're very, very, very simple pieces. And that works for me because they're very easy to tell what you're doing. There's a yellow 
yellow barrel, a gray uh, typical hexagonal steel. prism. I'm stuck yeah, on it. that thing <laughs> for the steel, and then a black cube representing coal. Very very simple. Then the little uh, tokens that tell you you can upgrade is a gear with a wrench on it. It's, it's super simple. And then all the coins. The coins are are um, cardboard. Yep. But they're nice though. Yep. They're so the the tokens are wooden. The money is uh, the coins are cardboard. Yep. But n- yeah, nice print on them. Um, yeah, I think nice. the most the neatest and most complicated but still obviously very simple is the turn order token yeah i love this too it's very cool it's just it you've got a square that's got in each corner one two three four yep. and then there's um kind of like a rectangle with grooves in the side and just the so the square piece has got rounded edges yep. and the rounded edge just fits into one of the grooves for number one and then as you go to the next turn you just uh, roll it over roll it down into number it just, two. It just rolled so yeah, nicely. It's along just so neat. It's just like a gear. It's like a yeah, gear for a company in this ta- in this era. So like it it matched the theme. It was absolutely it was just really fun. I like rolling that thing. Yeah. It just it feels nice as it rolls in and out of each each Groove. round. It's yeah. great. <laughs> it's I really, like it. really nice. So components, um yeah. I mean most simple are, are and well very done. simple. Um and but yeah, very well done. Cards though. No need really, for really nice. anything complex really. No. I don't think is. they need the only thing that I would add to this is I think metal coins would would feel oh. really nice in this game. Yeah, like, actually, um, like brass. You yeah, because that the, era too. Yeah, just with would the coins, be really nice. it would really add to clank, the clank, 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 yeah, money the banks at and the clanking, end. Right, <laughs> having a little a little pouch of coins <laughs> would coin, be really coin cool. Burst, yeah, but Very that cool. being said, this game was not expensive. Yes. This game was only like thirty five dollars, I think. So. For what you get here, Price is point great. Is really if there good. was a fifty dollars version of this and it had all this blinged out stuff, that's that's something entirely different. But I think for what this game is at that price point, the components are fantastic. Yes. So, that being said, would we recommend this game? And if so, who would we recommend it to? I would recommend this game for sure. I think I I enjoyed playing it. I think that it can be played. Um, you know, I could play this multiple times a night as like a main, a main game. I could also start it off or end it because it does play. I don't know what like multiple players would obviously take a little bit longer. But that being said, that production phase you can all do simultaneously. Exactly. So it really, I don't think it would add to the nope. to the play time. Um, and We've, we found it was about ten minutes a round. Yeah, so it was roughly about four rounds was about forty minutes. Yep. So. So far, with more players, that might be a hair longer, but, but not much. But not because you do that all at the yeah. same time. That's can, right. Yeah. yeah, the production, like you said, can be simultaneous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't do it simultaneously, that would take a long time. But yeah, but you don't need to be watching what everybody else is doing. No. You're just doing your own engine. We but, when we first started playing, we went through it just so we looked at it. And like, okay, let's make sure I'm doing this right. Let's make sure mm-hmm. you're doing this right, so we understand what we're doing. But as soon as you understand what but you're like doing, but like you said, the iconography was so simple. Oh, that so simple. It, you caught on quickly. Yeah. But um. But yeah, no, I I do like it. I would recommend it. I think that it um, it would also be a nice game that you could just pick up and take somewhere and play yep. because of its length and. And it's e- and it's an easy teach too. Be a very, very easy. easy teach. Yep. And uh, and I and I don't I can't see anybody getting 
like overly frustrated or anything, even if you did really, even if your engine didn't work, it's not like you've invested three hours into the game, right? I fully agree. Like, yeah. That's exactly right. Like losing, like the way I did in the last game, I'm just like, oh, well, that Maybe did next not time. work. But <laughs> let's try it again. I can play it again right now and I'll just, I'll do something better or I, you know, I'll, I'll know where I screwed up kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, you're not invested in three hours to find out that you screwed up and that yeah. you're just going to lose horribly. Right. Yeah. So I agree with you. I would fully recommend this game. Um, I would recommend this for pretty much anybody. Um, it's a great game. Like you said, you could play three, four times in a night and that could be your night. Or you could start a game night with this for, you know, under an hour mm-hmm. and, and then, or you could end a game night with this. Yeah. So I think this is a really, really great game. It's versatile. Very versatile. Like it. Yeah. You, you, uh, it's, you could transport this like in your, in your backpack or in your suitcase you could take this on vacation you could even cram it down a lot further like the insert we didn't actually talk about there's an insert for uh the box which is really nice it holds all the cards i don't even think i've seen the insert (laughs) all the bits and stuff all the coins have their own little slot and stuff really nice but you could take this game and you could compact it down quite a bit further and you could it could take up very little space if you really tried yeah Um, you could take this with you on vacation or something for sure um so yeah, we both uh, give a thumbs up and recommend Furnace to pretty much anybody out there. Yep. Um, but that I think brings us to the end of our fourth episode. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, that just kind of just went by, just like, like in, a, in, a, in a yeah in a, <laughs> in a blink. It's unreal. So yeah, that's been fun. Um, but yeah, you can check us out on. Twitter at Meeple Dungeon. You can check out our YouTube channel, uh, The Meeple Dungeon. And um, you can also catch us on the What You've Been Playing Wednesdays podcast, which is uh, part of the Bridge City Board Gamers and Cardboard Conjectures <laughs> group. And that's every Wednesday. And uh, yeah, we're going to get running here. So we will uh, see you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.